Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Two philosophers. Pashao. Modern day philosophers. With no fucking background in philosophy whatsoever. Hey, bullshit, motherfucker. Oh, see, baby. <laughs> oh, see. Bienvenidos a Wasted Content, episodio 56. Mi nombre es Anthropos. Y yo soy Osimandias. <laughs> Welcome to another wonderful <laughs> episode of Wasted Content. Today we are going to be featuring Mexican lagers with a touch of craft. Si, señor. <laughs> <laughs> to start off this episode, we're going to go with Lincoln Brewing Company out of Burbank, California. This is the first beer that we have featured on the podcast from these guys. We hear good things. Looks like they're independently owned and um, looks like they're just getting out on the market right now. So we're going to start off with the Nectar of the Mexican Gods, Trejos Cerveza. Echo in LA Mexican craft lager. This is a 4.7 ABV Mexican lager. And we got a few ingredients here that the brewer shared with us. They brewed this with raw premium Pilsner malt, Weyermann Munich type one. Nothing like fucking German malts in a fucking Mexican lager, right? Mm. Well, I mean, to be fair, I bet a lot of that comes from German influence, right? What? Lagers? I'm, I'm sure of it. Oh, I was talking about, like, the rape of the indigenous people of Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Mm. <laughs> uh. Uh, let's see. Flaked rice, <laughs> flaked maize, magnum hops, tetanang hops, and lager yeast. Brewed and packaged by Lincoln Beer Company out of Burbank, California. It says, born in Mexico, brewed in L.A. So, I love the can art. Um Having this beer from Danny Trejo kind of brings a little bit of uh, like badassery to it. Sure, he's he's a badass. He's yeah, a machete, bro. Of course. <laughs> yeah, he but, really like clung on to this character and then was typecast after that as pretty much badass fucking old guy, fucking geriatric badass, right? <laughs> like, okay, at some point, it's not believable anymore. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, motherfucker's face looked like he was 60 when he was, like, 30. That's true. So, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, his face looks like a punching bag. <laughs> it looks like a punching bag at a fucking old gym where, um, where you know, it's just like a fucking urban gym. Mm -hmm. And, like, for some reason, when it's, like, panning into the gym, it's, like, smoky in there somehow. Yeah. You know, that's his face. That's what his face looks like. Right, right. <laughs> like the punching bag was sitting in a room full of cigar smokers <laughs> for three years. Just about. Yeah. Yeah. And like they blew the smoke into the punching bag, into the punching bag's face. <laughs> yeah. To intimidate it. Right, right, right. <laughs> but the punching bag was a badass and wasn't taking shit from nobody Essie. dude i'm so fucking afraid that this would listen to this uh he's a he's a cool guy he has trejo's tacos he does have which i hear tacos. are fucking amazing no shit yeah it's he's a guy he's a very ambitious guy that likes to slap his face on everything he fucking touches pretty much but from what i hear everything he touches is fucking gold Fuck he's got the fucking Midas touch or Montezuma's touch, <laughs> nice. whatever you want to call it. Nice, nice. 
All right, fuck it. Let's pour this out and see what Danny Trejo has in store for us, man. Let's see. All right. This thing's looking respectable, man. It's uh it's not that fucking piss yellow. Um there's a little bit of like uh like a big uh, like a little bit of um like uh opaque look to this. Uh the color is a little on the lighter yellow side, looks very grainy. Mm -hmm. Um the the opacity, op opacity, op opacity, opacity. Opacity. Thank you. <laughs> close yeah the opacity of it tells me that there's a lot of unfiltered character to the malts that are used here the grains that are used here and uh let's get some smelling notes man yeah it says here it has flaked rice and flaked maize that's interesting um it just smells smells like a fucking lager man mm -hmm. it does seem to have that sweetness to the smell of like a fucking maize like okay. a corn, like a sweet corn. No shit. And um, one thing I do have to mention, um, just from the visual presentation, a big foamy head. And that is absolutely very respectable out of something that's just a lager. Yeah. Just a standard lager. You get this big foamy head, and it kind of tells you you're in for a little bit more flavor than a run-of-the-mill fucking domestic lager. Fuck it, man. Dude, Let's see like what Mr. Trejo's got for us, man. Cheers, brother. Salud. Salud. Not bad, man. Okay. It feels like a finely crafted, really, really well refined lager. Uh, I was expecting more creaminess, kind of like what oats add to a beer right because of the flaked rice and the flaked maize right right but it's interesting yeah it's not bad it's a 4.7 abv so you know nothing spectacular it's a mexican la lager nothing spectacular but it is very finely crafted um there's there's that rice character that rice grain character that that is very prominent in this and I kind of really wish that they would have moved away from that and then just featured the maze, the flaked maze. Yeah. I think that would have added something a little bit more unique to their take on something that's being done by every brewing company right now. Like ever since, I, I want to say maybe about like last year, two years ago, I just started to see this influx of craft beers doing Rice Mexican, Mexican craft lagers, Mexican lagers. I've seen probably about like 15 iterations of Mexican lagers from different brewing companies. And every time I look at it, I'm, I'm just, <coughs> I'm just like, well, fuck, if I wanted a Mexican, Mexican lager, I'd go out and buy a fucking Mexican lager. Sure. Um, but at the same rate, you know, it just kind of is like a take on anything that craft beer does. Um, you know, craft beer uh, goes against or goes against, it goes towards Belgians. It goes towards fucking um you know things that are popular in germany it goes uh, against or it goes with uh styles that are popular all over the world and it's basically their takes on it but i think that we've been so the market has been oversaturated with the craft i'm sorry with the mexican lagers 
to where it just kind of seems a little bit cheap to take on the style. And it also seems like there's not a lot of room to make it your own because it's already just, it's, it's style. It, you already know what to expect. Yeah, it and, seems pretty well defined, and there's very correct. specific parameters where they can yes, play. Yes, yes. And un- the unfortunate part of those parameters is no one can do anything spectacular with the style. Everyone just kind of falls short of something spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Um, including Mr. Trejo here, unfortunately. <laughs> it's great. It's far better than a Corona. Far yes, better than a Modelo. Yes, yes, yes. Far yes. better than anything you're going to pick up at a 7-Eleven under Mexican lager. Right. But it's not spectacular. Correct, correct. Unfortunately. It's not something that's going to fucking blow your socks off. Um, I will say of note here is um, how much sweetness has been imparted from the malts used. Mm -hmm. There is a very rich sweetness, a very rich grainy sweetness that's present here that is not present in a lot of standard import, quote unquote, import Mexican lagers. I will say a lot of the fucking Mexican lagers you're having out there are brewed and bottled in White Plains, New York. So fucking sorry to burst your bubbles, guys, but yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the way business goes around here. And uh, Constellation Brewing Company, we are still for sale, <laughs> and they don't give a shit about like Mexican roots or anything like that. They just want to bottle a product that has a fucking big market share. And pff, there you go. That's that's all there is to it. Yeah, they're making a product that already has a customer. Correct. Uh, they're selling to people who grew up drinking this mm-hmm. literally grew up at like 13 14 and started drinking <laughs> coronas and modelos because you can go down to the fucking little market at the end of the block and mm-hmm. buy fucking beer at fucking 14 right and then that's what you saw your fucking theos drinking when they would come over to your house for a fucking family party yep everyone shows up with their fucking 12 pack of corona <laughs> or modelos yep yep for sure or or god forbid they got uh, this where does that come from? I don't understand that 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 fucking like cult behind Tecate. I'm not sure. Um, a, a cult of like unrefined palates. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I really do. dude. Tecate tastes like what a fucking Mexican lager would taste like in my imagination if you left it um, open in the sun for yes. a few days. <laughs> yeah, if you leave it out in the sun and it gets really stanky and just like <laughs> yeah. And really metallic from the can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of fucking, that seems like the secret behind Tecate. Just kidding, Constellation Brewing. <laughs> I don't think they own Tecate. I'm not, I'm not sure that they own that. No? Okay. I think that's just well, Corona. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trail Cerveza. I really hate calling a Cerveza, too. I feel like a fucking gringo when I say it like well, that. Well, you're a whitewashed. I am. I am very fucking whitewashed. Latino. I'm fucking pinkwashed for sure. Pinkwashed. <laughs> Um, Trails Cerveza, uh, the nectar of the Mexican gods. I'll tell you this, the Mexican gods, um, you know, they, they'd probably be reaching for something a little better. I would think so. Or this if they weren't, I. that explains why they're all dead. Um, <laughs> the far superior god, Jesus Christ, <laughs> who turned water into wine, <laughs> took over that land. Absolutely, he did. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's bad. I have a rating for this. Trail Cerveza by Lincoln Brewing Company. 4.7 ABV. I'm going to give this uh, a, a six. I think that's even a fucking generous six. 
I like the look of it. I like that it's it looks a bit unfiltered. I respect the big, frothy, foamy, rocky head. Um, I like the generous amount of grain sweetness that's imparted. Yeah. Six. I wanted to give these guys a seven just because of the uh, the what they're trying to do here. You know, they're they're taking a style and trying to like make it a little better, make it their own. Specifically like Mexican lagers like we talked about. They're pretty well defined and like they exist within this parameter of beer. And he seems to be really touching on that heritage of it. You know, you can't really escape it too much because then it's not a Mexican lager. Yeah. Yeah. I feel um, you on that one. And it, the nectar of the Mexican gods is, it's cute. Yeah. It's a nice little story. Yeah. It's a nice little narrative. I want to give him a seven because I'm biased and I'm Mexican and I feel like I need to connect more to my culture. <laughs> But this is going to be a six for me. Okay. Yeah. The ABV is far too low. Uh, The color is amazing. The fucking, the creaminess is amazing. The head was ridiculous, but ABVs could be worked on a bit. I I, I agree. Um, If you're going to take all these other styles that have been done and then perfected and already have their fucking guidelines, and then you're going to make imperial versions of them, why aren't you doing that with the Mexican lager? Where the fuck is an imperial Mexican lager? <laughs> Who's doing that? I have yet to see that. A double lager? Yeah, fuck it. A double Mexican lager. Yep. Give it like fucking, make it like 7%. Make it 7.5%. That's going to be fucking coming in a little higher. A little. It's going to come in as a 7.5, an 8%, or Absolutely. I'm sorry, 8%. Um, an 8 uh, out of 10 rating from us. So Oops. definitely a lot of room to work with, but for some reason it kind of seems like the brewing companies that are doing it kind of want to stick to the fucking to the guidelines and they don't want to work they don't want to uh what is it color outside of the lines on this one they don't want to step on anybody's toes that's yeah, strange it's strange i want to say that's part of constellation brewing's reach though you know um kind of i feel like they have this monopoly on mexican lagers yeah uh similar to cognac Region of France having a monopoly on cognacs. Okay. Champagne, same thing. Right. Bourbon, same thing. You know, right. everyone has their like little monopoly. So I feel like they've set these like stringent guidelines in order to be able to call yourself a Mexican lager. as to have these ingredients. And it yeah. has to have this flavor profile or this, you know. It could be that. I could be wrong, but I'm probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That might be it. Uh, that that might be an explanation as to why. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just there's been plenty of styles that are um, old and time tested, and then craft beer, the craft beer community has been like, let's fucking turn it to eleven. And we've had many many things that we've experienced like that. I don't understand why a Mexican lager can't be the same. You know, as as far and experimental as I've seen them get, yeah, is. Like the Buena Vesa, like adding um, like that shitty artificial salt and artificial lime taste to it. Sure, but did they call that a Mexican lager? Yeah, it was a Mexican lager. Yeah. yeah. It's the Buena Vesa fucking salt and lime. I think it was called a salt and lime lager. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't specifically Mexican lager. Yeah. I think they're hinting at it. You know what I mean? Buena Vesa. Yeah, you beat around the bush. It's not necessarily that because, again, Constellation Brewing has the monopoly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I the only reason I bring it up is because I've looked into opening a craft brewery in Mexico. Okay. And all the stringent guidelines behind that. Okay. 
essentially have to be approved by Constellation Brewing down there because they shut own the fuck up everything. Are you fucking serious? Yep. Jesus Christ. I had yep. no idea. Yep. 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 Wow. Yeah. So I, I have family that still lives down there. Yeah. And they're looking at doing something that's going to fucking bring in some fucking money. Yeah. And I was like, well, fucking this alcohol. Is, uh, as everything that happens here in pop culture is just like it goes, it leaks down there 10 years from now. Right. So this is big now here. I figured, well, let's fucking open up a brewery in Mexico. Fucking hit up downtown fucking Mexico, open up a little brewery, get a bunch of like Mexican hipsters to fucking drink fucking craft beer instead yeah. of Modelo. But there's so many fucking guidelines and restrictions and fucking fees that go up the chain of command to fucking Constellation that it's um, it's nearly impossible to do so in Mexico. Fucking hell, dude. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. So you like legit have to like cower to... The fucking, um, I was going to say a competitor, but that's mm-hmm. not a competitor at that point. No, no, no. That's they, master. They own the fucking industry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to cower to them and be like, can I please compete against you? Well, they're, they're probably lobbying one? the government. And as we know, the government in Mexico is not the straight and narrow path, guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Man, that's shitty. Isn't it? That is super shitty. So again, I think... Because they own such a big share of that market, anything that's Mexican lager has to be passed through their end, I think. Fucking God bless America, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the second beer of the line, Yeah, let's man. do that. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to our second Mexican lager in the lineup for today. This is coming from Alesmith Brewing Company, uh, Sublime. That's right. Sublime Mexican lager. Nice. I think they have a little bit of tell us on the back of the can there too. They do. I'm just I'm still a little taken back by the Sublime thing. That's that's the reggae band, right? Fuck yeah. Okay. Out of Long Beach, California, man. Interesting. <clears throat> um Okay. How do SoCal's favorite reggae punk pioneers honor their iconic album 40 Ounces to Freedom? They release their own beer. Can. <laughs> With a 12 ounce can. <laughs> Missed the mark on that one, fucking Aerosmith. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, assholes? You couldn't make this a 40? You, you look dumb like you're waiting for that. You dumb motherfuckers. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> You fucking missed the mark. You're labeling this shit. You got the rights to the fucking name. How do you honor their 40 ounces to freedom? <laughs> 12 ounce can. Oh, no. Oh, my God. No freedom for you. <laughs> <laughs> how you Stupid. How do, you, how do you honor their 40 ounces to freedom album? They release their own beer. Okay. Of course, in celebration of this sublime contacted Alesmith no shit. Brewing okay. Company to oh Sublime contacted Alesmith Brewing Company to craft this unique brew. As Mexican style lagers are their favorite beer style of the band. God, I can't fucking read. <laughs> Alesmith has brewed a beer that showcases a grainy malt forward sweetness and easy drinkability. Clean and crisp and subdued. Subdued hop bitterness to balance. God damn, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> Honestly, the more I read, the more I realize I can't fucking read. <clears throat> Clean and crisp with subdued hop bitterness to balance. 
makes the blind Mexican lager the go-to beer for hot summer days, the beach, your backyard, barbecue, or of course, before your favorite concert. Cheers. Okay. That was a lot of fucking bullshit. It was. It was. I like this. Um, I love Sublime. They're definitely fucking... They, they have to be like a top 10 band for me. Of course. Somewhere yeah. in the top 10, Same. for sure. I'm not going to say top three, top five. Somewhere in the top 10, Sublime sits there. Um, <clears throat> you'll, you'll surprise many people. You throw on Sublime and all different fucking backgrounds, races, cultures... And it's it's a band that has been able to permeate a lot of fucking people. Yeah, you'll go to any bar in downtown that's fucking what? Not God damn it! I can't fucking talk today. <laughs> uh, very mixed in cultures and right styles and fucking whatever the fuck it is. And somebody will throw on fucking Sublime and everyone's fucking singing. Yeah, dude, you it's throw ridiculous. on Santeria, Santeria yeah. the whole fucking place is singing along. Yep, everybody's having a fucking great time. So um I love it. Um, you know, again, one of the fucking top bands. Um, the fucking presentation, the the can itself is beautiful. It's fucking black with a black tab. Um, just you know, their their fucking logo, just right smack dab in the middle, their font, everything going on for it, all of the fucking rights to their fucking branding, and uh with the fucking big iron forge on it with Alesmith across the top. Beautiful, beautiful. So I love what they've done with the presentation on the can. Let's see what they've done with their beer. See what we got. Okay, this one's got like a little bit more of an amber touch to it. It doesn't have that opacity. 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 God damn it. It doesn't have that opacity, um, but it, it, it does have like a rich yellow amber color. So this one's a little bit more of, um, of it, it's telling me to expect a little bit more rounded out sweetness from it just by the color. And um, at 5.2 ABV, it is 0.5%. Uh, higher in ABV than Trejo's, so uh, I'm expecting a little bit more out of this uh, in terms of flavor. Okay. Uh, they do mention a hop character, but a muted one, something along those lines, and I think that'd be cool to see here. I think it'd be cool to see uh, a Mexican lager with a touch of a kiss of hops. I'm hoping that they come through with that. Let's get some smelling notes on this thing. There's that malty fucking sweetness, that signature malt sweetness Absolutely. from any lager. Absolutely. Um you could like you could legitimately just hold this up to your fucking nose blindfolded and call out a Mexican lager. Yeah. If you're if you're a professional. Like we are. Yes, correct. Yeah. Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> Yeah, it's just giving me that rich, grainy, sweet, malty character. Fuck it. Let's see how it differentiates from its Lincoln Brewing Company uh, brother. Salud. Cousin. Cousin, there you go. Nice. 
Nice. Okay. Oh, okay. That is definitely different. I feel this is this is definitely adding your spin to the style. And I think Ale Smith has succeeded in 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 bringing variance to the style. Let me take one more sip of this. And what I was hoping for is here on the palette. There is a very, very, very muted faint hop character that makes this a little bright, a little brighter. It brings a little bit of bitterness onto the end, uh, onto the exit of the beer. There's a, there's a kiss of hop bitterness on the exit of the beer that was not present on the Trejo Cerveza. The Trejo Cerveza was clean, uh, like a clean mouthfeel on the palate through and through from beginning to end. This one leaves a tiny touch of resin at the end. And the malt character is a little bit more toasty, toffee caramel for me. Mm. There's a bit of like a sweeter, richer side to this. And I think that also goes along with the color of it as well. Absolutely, it does. There is definitely like a taste of like toffee coming from the roast. <clears throat> I am getting that hoppiness. Um, just at the end with a little bit of dryness. Not necessarily right. resin, but dryness. Right. Um, that head was incredible. The color is ridiculous here. The ABV is respectable for a lager. Yeah. Yeah, they turned it up a little bit. Um, I think this is what I was expecting from the Trejo Mexican lager. You know, turning it, taking that style and just like tweaking it a bit and making it its own. Which is something Ailsmith did fantastically it's still a lager it's right. still a mexican lager yeah absolutely it is but there's a slight variance that hop that sweetness that toffee it's making this incredible this is um this is what i was like you said this is what i was hoping that trejos would do where you would just bring a twist to the style I think Ailsmith's done a hell of a job at staying true to the style, but adding a kiss of something else, something unexpected. They bring a little bit more of a richer sweetness. I also would wager that they have moved away from the rice because, because the malt character or the grain character that I'm getting here doesn't have that like sharp rice spirit right. that is present in the Trejos and present in a lot of uh, lice roggers. And I don't understand why you'd go with rice if um, that's already, you, you know, the Japanese are already doing that very well with their lagers. Mexican lagers have their own thing going on. Why are you going to try to incorporate something that's not a part of that style into it? So um, I, I'd say that this is a little bit more of what I was hoping that trails would do. They've moved away from that rice. There's um, there's a richer grain here yeah. that's giving off a, a, a fuller sweetness to it and 5.2 abv to it to kind of slap a little bit more onto the to the style i think the rice is a nice addition to it only because i i'm trying to get into this mindset of creating something mexican and what's more mexican than fucking rice and beans you know right the, i'm i'm fucking almost 100 percent positive that was his mindset it was just let's add some fucking rice and beans in here and make it mexican <laughs> 
I mean, I would have respected it more if it had some beans in there. Uh, I'll, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely fucking try a Mexican lager with rice and beans in it for sure. <laughs> yeah, but Alesmith did something completely unique here. They moved away from the rice, like you're saying. They added a different fucking malt, and it's a different malt sweetness than typical of any fucking lager. Uh, that hop is really well balanced. It is muted, like they're fucking saying. But it's very fucking present near the end of the the pellet. I like what they did with um with the Sublime Lager here. Um, I've got a rating for Ale Smith Sublime Lager. I'm gonna give this a seven in the Mexican Lager category. I enjoy the fuller, richer sweetness that they brought to the table. I like that kiss of hop at the end, that like just very very slight touch. Um, agreeing with you, Ozymandias. Um, it is on the end. It is dry. It's quick, snappy, dry, and then just kind of sits on the tongue very lightly. Yep. With that, with that very distinct hot bitterness, but just a touch of it, a kiss of it. Uh, seven for me. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm gonna give this the seven. I wanted to give the Trejo Cerveza. There you go. Uh, just because they did do something different here. They 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 upped the ABV. They introduced hops to this, which is not something you see in a Mexican lager. It's going to be a seven. Nice, nice. <clears throat> so we're going to open up for the first topic of this evening. And I want to talk to you about it. We're going to do a little bit of like uh, a little bit of ego stroke in here. Yeah. But uh, hey, did you Isn't notice? This fucking podcast just ego stroking? The whole fucking thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Sorry. Right. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's a little bit more blatant, I guess. Did you see that one of our pictures got picked up again? I did. Yeah. I did, yeah. So one of the pictures that we post um, on our Instagram has been picked up now for the third time. Uh, the first time it was like a deli in Burbank or uh, Glendale or something like that. Yep. Second time. Uh, so this picture is uh, High Water Brewing Company's Campfire Stout, which is um, emblematic in stouts because it was one of the first ones on the market to feature a s'mores flavor profile. And um, dude, just fucking go and get your hands on that if you haven't had it. If you're a stout fanatic, if you're a craft beer fanatic, if you love seeing um, just, you know, the evolution of um, craft beer ingenuity, start there. Just go get your hands on that. So this this picture was picked up by this deli. It was also picked up by the one and only uh, High Water Brewing, Brewing Company. Company. Fuck yeah. And they picked it up on National Beer Day. Yes, of they did. All days. They, they, they posted it. They gave us a photo credit. And um, just today, it was picked up again by uh, Chino. What was it? It's a big like outdoor mall in Chino, California. Right. That has a BevMo in it. Okay. And they said, you can pick this up at the BevMo in this Chino marketplace or whatever the fuck it's called. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, so third time that, our, that one of our, or, or third time that this specific picture mm -hmm. gets picked up. We've had our pictures picked up here and there sporadically. But this one just seems to be a hit, and it, it definitely makes me proud of what we're doing here. It's <laughs> I just wonder what the fuck that looks like. Like somebody's just like, oh shit, we want to feature this fucking beer, and they just 
type it into their Google engine, and <laughs> wouldn't you know it, wasted contents picture shows. It means up. our SEO is doing what it has to do. <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, it's doing its fucking job. Thank you, Ozymandias. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it it also like I I'm wondering like with like would this would these people like face any real repercussions if they decided to say fuck these guys and then not give us the photo credit yeah absolutely i will sue the shit out of them <laughs> we could do that yeah of course okay fuck yeah, yeah. dude <laughs> okay have you heard of the monkey lawsuits oh jesus fuck dude monkey copyright for- dude how could i fucking forget <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what this would be, of course. Yeah, we're the like, monkeys in this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking forgot about. Jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking stupid. <sighs> so, <You're- sighs> just for our listeners who don't, who are not <laughs> oh well-informed like we are. A um, couple years back, there was this photographer who does wildlife photography, right? So, he goes out and takes pictures of wildlife with this fucking years and years of experience doing photography and expensive equipment expensive ass equipment he has this idea of setting up the equipment and letting the monkeys fuck with it so there's this fucking amazing picture that i'm sure everybody's fucking seen it was viral uh at the time yeah of a monkey holding the camera up smiling what well, looked like a fucking smile and, and snapping a picture. So it looked it like was a fucking monkey a selfie. selfie. Yeah, it was a fucking monkey it selfie. It was a monkey the selfie. The world's first monkey selfie. Exactly. And this went fucking <laughs> viral. Everybody was posting it. And then fucking Wikipedia got its hands on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then Wikipedia posted it. Yes. With no credit to the photographer. Absolutely not. So this became a giant fucking court case oh my god was who owns the copyright to this photograph so stupid dude so you know? fucking stupid it's yeah. like clearly it's the photographer right yeah the we photographer. would agree it's the photographer right what the fuck is like the point of having a court case about it well <clears throat> so wikipedia posted and they said and their claim was because the photographer is pissed off about it yes and he's trying to like move into legal action against wikipedia dude Years and years of taking photographs, and he finally <laughs> fucking gets his fucking break. Yeah, and everyone's trying to fuck his ass over. And and could you name him? No, you, I, I don't, don't remember who the fuck, who the fuck it was. <laughs> he gets overshadowed by Wikipedia. <laughs> He's trying to like move into like a legal movement into this shit. And Wikipedia's stance is that it's public. Um, what is it like? Domain, public domain. Yeah, because it doesn't belong to no, that- him. That wasn't their, their stance. No? No. Their, their yeah. lawyer said the monkey owns the copyright <laughs> because technically the monkey's the one that took the photograph. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the monkey's a photographer. Yes. So the monkey owns the rights to it. And then Wikipedia apparently went over to the monkey and asked, asked for, for permission. permission. Yeah. <laughs> and the monkey said, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Give me a couple bananas. We'll call it even. <laughs> Oh my god! They probably just like went up to the fucking monkey and they found the monkey. I'm they, sure they did. And then they they fucking they waved a, a banana vertically while they asked for its permission. And he like signed yes <laughs> with his hands in American Sign Language <laughs> because all monkeys know American Sign Language. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So somebody from fucking Harvard fucking law school, Yale fucking law school. Went to fucking court on behalf of Wikipedia and said, 
no, you know what? The monkey owns the copyright. It's not this asshole that lugged <laughs> his fucking thousands of dollars worth of equipment yeah. and set up this fucking experiment to see what the fuck the monkeys would do with this fucking for- photography equipment. That's the monkey that took the picture. He hit the shutter. He owns the copyright. Public domain. It's so fucking awful. I can <laughs> I cannot imagine being that photographer in the courtroom because like 100% of the time, if I was that guy... I would just be like waving my arms maniacally in in complete disbelief. <laughs> I'd be like legit. They would probably have to um, fucking they, they'd probably have to uh, take me away and put me into a mental institution. Absolutely. <laughs> because that would be so wildly infuriating to be sitting in a fucking courtroom with taxpayer dollars being wasted into this dozens of people's hours of time and this fucking suit this empty suit standing up there straight face arguing that it's it doesn't belong to you dude sorry bro (laughs) sorry dude you have a you finally got a picture that went viral it went worldwide and you could have been widely renowned Mm -hmm. as you know a fucking photographer it's a shame that the monkey took the picture (laughs) (laughs) That's infuriating. It's so fucking stupid. Oh my uh, god, I I don't even know. I actually don't know the results of the court case. So uh, I'm sure he lost. If I don't know the results of this, <laughs> <laughs> I just, just want to know how the fuck it got that high that high up in the fucking court system. Because how it's the Wikipedia. Fuck did somebody come across this fucking lawsuit in the fucking like the preliminary stages of the fucking lawsuit and be like? You're fucking stupid. A monkey owns a copyright? <laughs> Fuck out of here. No. No, we're not going to waste the judge's time. We're not going to waste right. the jury's time. Right. We're not going to waste taxpayer money on this. Yep. No, nope. full-blown court case. And and I would bet, I would fucking bet that that is now a fucking case study in Harvard Law School. Of course it is. Of course it is. It has to be. <laughs> you got some motherfucker like studying 12 hours over the fucking monkey versus photographer case. <laughs> so fucking stupid, dude. The fuck out of here. I think that that like genuinely single-handedly that case underscores the fucking futility of the American justice system right there. Yeah. It's so fucking ridiculous. Justice is um uh, uh, do you know that lady? Lady Lady Justice? Is it Lady Justice? Yeah, Justice is blind, right? Yeah. That she has bitch, a scale on her fucking... That bitch holding a scale with yeah. the fucking uh, blindfold across her eyes? Yeah, there's money on one side and a banana on the other. <laughs> that bitch, right? <laughs> the fucking lawyer took 10% of the fucking hoard of bananas? 33%, bro. Lawyer fees are 33%. <laughs> This is going to cost you about like a hundred bananas an hour. (laughs) Stupid, 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 stupid. I cannot believe it. This is the justice system that we fucking um, abide by and trust and fucking live under. Trust, trust, trust. (laughs) Justice must be served. We know that these people know what they're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Ridiculous, ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> third beer in the lineup so we're the monkeys we own the copyright <laughs> assholes thank you for the photo credit absolutely thank you chino um 
fucking market outdoor mochino you know, market whatever the hell it yeah, is absolutely yeah. fuck you guys we're not giving you any credit for whatever but <laughs> thank you for giving us credit for sure yeah <laughs> third be on the lineup let's get the damn thing going <laughs> i mean at least we got on bevmo's radar Third be in the lineup, and this is going to be from Epic Brewing Company, and I'm just going to go right off the goddamn top. Epic Brewing Company is a brewing company I've been following for the past decade, at the very least, the past decade, and have been fucking just time after time pleasantly surprised with everything that they put out on the market. They have a very fucking distinct um, line of brews that is the Baptist. Anything with the Baptist on its label is renowned in the craft beer community. And it wasn't until fucking today (laughs) that I looked all around this can for that independent craft brewing company label. What the fuck, right? And it's not there. So um, in our our recent transition into officially certified craft independent craft beer supporters, it has definitely made us a bit more aware about finding that seal. And and definitely putting that fucking putting our time, energy, and money into supporting that. And I thought we were doing that here, and that that label's not here. <laughs> and it's just so fucking crazy <clears throat> to be traversing the craft beer landscape with so many fucking household craft beer names, and you're fucking cracking open a beer, and you realize they are no longer fucking independently owned. It's so fucking fucked. It's crazy, but <laughs> hey, you know what? It's it's a double-edged sword. Congrats to you. Congrats for like being so fucking um prolific and 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 so good at what you do that you've been able to financially capitalize on it. Props. I mean, I want to speak a little bit out of my realm. I don't own a craft beer brewery. For sure. Yeah. But I think that's the goal, right? I think you want to be prolific enough to where you get a name for yourself and like I don't. I don't want to say you want to be bought out, but fucking eventually you want to be big enough to where you you're not considered independent. I mean, kudos to the independent breweries for sure, but I think the goal is money at the end of the fucking day. Regardless of how, fascist. regardless of your fucking your like deep fucking passion for this, I think you want to be successful in this industry, yeah. and that is the sign of fucking success. And it, it it really does play into the. If you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Well, legitimately, if you fucking do something you're passionate about in this industry and you're so good at it, then one day you're going to get a paycheck that is going to allow you to never work a day in your life. <laughs> it just, that's just the way it goes. I think so. Um, I, I think for some people, for some, for some individuals in this industry, I think that like maintaining, running, operating, managing this, um, uh, this this lifestyle and this fucking um this approach to the industry is 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 the end goal but i think for most individuals anything that you do that you're passionate about ultimately ends up with wild success to the point where you get to just kind of enjoy the rest of your days yeah and i'm not, I'm not talking about like fucking selling out to a big brewing company but just right right just Make enough money to where you, you're not stressing about how you're going to fucking pay your mortgage at your brewing company. Right. How you're dependent on every customer that walks into the fucking door because you don't have distribution to other fucking people. 
No, you know? apparently you could get to the point where you could uh, contract your entire brewing process to another brewing company and tell them that's your problem. There you go. I hold the fucking brand. I pay you money. You give me <laughs> beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Epic Brewing Company is doing exactly that. Um, so since we noticed that they are not independently, uh, or that they're not an independent brewing company, uh, we looked into it. Again, we're a little bit more aware of this. So we are going to be kind of like calling that out with every fucking brew that we're featuring here from now on. Yep. And um, Epic Brewing Company apparently is independently owned by a person, but is not independently run. So it's not uh, considered or entitled to have that fucking label here. Um, They are contracted to Steam Brewing Company out of New Zealand. Apparently, Epic Brewing Company comes from New Zealand originally. Okay. This whole time, I thought it was a Colorado brewing company because they fucking branched out to Colorado and found a market in the fucking Rockies and became wildly successful there. So in my perception, I thought it was a fucking independent brewing company from Colorado. Well, it's from New Zealand. They've uh, expanded to the fucking um rockies they've also expanded to the fucking west coast they have since 2017 bought out telegraph brewing company so telegraph is no longer considered independently owned or independently run this is all contracted to steam brewing company out of new zealand so um with that said i'm not trying to take anything away from the beer but um it does play along into what we're really trying to get after here we are definitely trying to um be on the fucking heels of these people that are independent and they are fucking putting all their life's work effort energy mana into crafting fucking beer that they love yeah um nothing to take away from this beer but let's go ahead and shit all over it So already, presentation-wise, this thing did not hold a head whatsoever. Where the Trejos and the Sublime Mexican lagers both did a great job of holding and retaining their head. So it tells me already a lot from, from the beer. I haven't brought it up to my nose. I haven't tasted it. Um, the color definitely looks like that fucking piss yellow. It, it, it looks like a fucking standard regular issue lager it's a little bit more murk hazy than that okay i wouldn't call this a corona color or a modelo color for a mexican lager it's a little little tinge of haze like an unfilteredness here okay a uh, touch of it it's still yellow as fuck I, i'm i am gonna say that the yellow is off-putting too the the yellow that that's been um imparted into the beer it it this is genuinely piss yellow. This is like you're on a well hydrated day piss okay. yellow. Um, but definitely the color is a little bit off putting because it, it it doesn't give me like a natural um a vibe to right, the color. Right. This definitely seems manufactured. The color, I can even see that. even in just the goddamn color, yeah. it's already telling me so. I'm gonna share a little bit off of the fucking packaging here. It says. Take the beach with you anytime, anywhere, and skip the limes. 
We've already done the work for you. A squeeze of natural lime juice and a touch of sea salt make this Mexican-style lager bright, a little tart, and perfectly refreshing. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what Epic's got with the Mexican lager style. Salud, brother. Cheers. Getting a lot of lime here, a lot of tart. Um, although the lime doesn't feel natural here, right? It's just it's clearly lime, but more of a like lemon lime flavoring added to it. This tastes less like a lime to me, and more of like a citric acid. Hmm. It's giving me a lot more of like a citric acid kind of touch. Like you didn't actually go out, get limes, squeeze them into your brew. You just went out, got citric acid and incorporated it into um, a fucking volume mass produced beer. That's kind of what the flavor profile is telling me. I do, however, care for the sweetness. And, and, and that's another aspect of the beer that is giving me a fucking artificial mass produced. Uh, you know what? I really fucking wish I'd be rating this beer <laughs> before I found out that it wasn't independently owned. Because I feel like now I have a bias to it. And and maybe that's something that I'm going to fucking be aware of as I'm reviewing these beers and uh, moving forward. Maybe if I have a doubt with it, I'm, I'm, I don't want to look it up before I taste it. I okay. want to taste it, rate it. And then find out afterwards. Mm. Because I feel like I might have a negative bias now. The sweetness that's imparted into this, that's balancing that tart citric acid flavor, also feels artificial to me. It feels like uh, just like saccharin instead of grain sweetness, malt sweetness. There's an artificial touch of sweetness here that I don't think is happening from the malt character. Despite its lack of head, it is really effervescent. Uh, it's like really, really tight bubbles on the tongue. Yes. Um, that is adding to that like citric acid. Yeah, yeah. It does <clears throat> accentuate it for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I do get a little bit of saltiness, but not enough to complement the lime flavor that they're adding here. I'm not getting any malt whatsoever. Something that's boasting itself or fucking calling itself a lager should be a little bit more malty absolutely it should be and i think that sweetness should be coming from the malt and not something added and it does feel like it was added like you're saying like saccharin yeah huh fucking epic dude this tastes not crafted that's the only way that i could put it i think that's what happens when you subsidize your fucking brewing process Right. When you contract it. When you contract it. You contract your brewing process and I mean, they can tell you they're they're gonna care for your fucking beer and your recipe, but at the end of the day they have to meet regulations and And bottom line too. Bottom line. They have so, to make bottom line. Like do we add fresh limes and like source limes or do we just add citric acid and give it that limey taste? Yeah. At a fraction of the price. Yeah. 
um, simplifying the brewing process as well because you don't have to um, account for like the fermentation of the lime. You don't have to account for like preserve per, like preservatives for that natural lime character. You just have citric acid, which is a preservative in and of itself. Yeah. So um, bottom line, uh, it comes down to a beer that I would say is widely appealing for the crowd, the market that they're targeting. I think this would be definitely fucking widely appealing. Um, I think that in terms of a beer that's going for that lime and salt kind of character, um, New Belgium kind of fucking falls, um, you know, far behind from what's happening here. Um, but this falls far behind from what Stone is doing uh, with the Buena Vesa. Uh, there is a very predominant lime flavor, although artificial on the Buena Vesa, but it's it's generally lime. Yeah, it's it's genuinely lime, although artificial. Here, this isn't telling me fucking lime; it's telling me citric acid. Um, there's a fucking uh, artificial sweetness here that isn't present in the Buena Vesa. Um, which kind of brings the body of the beer to like a light medium body instead of like a quick, a quick, a quick light dry finish, which should be a part of this style of beer. It should be light, quick, and dry. And I think that artificial saccharine sweetness that's imparted into this brings that finish a little to like drawing a little too long and a little too sweet. And it kind of just goes, it runs a little bit in the opposite direction of what you'd want to see from the style. Um, there's going to be plenty of people that could fucking drink this and they'll fucking enjoy it. Uh, for myself, as a craft beer enthusiast, this this isn't something very appealing to me. This is definitely missing the mark on all ends here. Um, there's not enough of a lager taste to it. There's, there's not enough of that lime, like real fresh lime taste, and it does feel artificial because of that saccharin, because of that like citric acid. It feels like they were trying to balance the citric acid and the sweetness to make it feel like a real lime, but they, they just overdid it. On both. Yeah. On both ends. <clears throat> there's also very little to say about the Mexican lager quality of this. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing here that says Mexican lager. This tastes like a domestic lager with citric acid and sweetener yeah i have a rating for this what do you got los locos mexican lager from epic brewing company quote unquote i have a 4.5 for this beer i, I haven't even taken up a, a gander for the abv i'm going to share that with you guys right now and this is coming in at a 5.1 abv okay I'll, bu I'll bump it up to a five, an even five. I'm going to give them a four. Okay. And because of the ABV, it's going to be a 4.5. But overall, I think they missed the mark on everything. It's yeah. not a Mexican lager. It's not lime. And it, there's no salt. So, <sighs> fucking A, dude. 4.5 just because of the ABV. It's above a regular lager, above a Mexican lager. You're you're trying to do something here, but you're not. You're missing it. Um, you know what? I'm with you. I'm gonna bring it back down. I wanted to give them that five. Um, just out of fucking, 
my generous, my general generosity. No, you're a great person. I'm just fucking, I'm just <laughs> fucking great person. But um, just with with you mentioning the Mexican lager, like that's what this is supposed to be. That's what this lineup is today. We're supposed to be featuring craft beer takes on it. And you're right. I think that this is subpar when it comes to holding its own in a layout of the Mexican lager fucking style. It it really is missing it. It comes across more domestic. 4.5 for sure. For yeah, me. they should label this as a fucking like citrus lager, maybe? Citrus yeah. ale? Yeah. I don't know. Lime and salt lager, just like New Belgium did. There you go. They weren't trying to be like Mexican lager. Right. They were just a salt and lime lager. Like we said earlier in the episode, there's a very fine parameter of what the Mexican lager is. Right. And this isn't it. By far. You can try to tweak it for sure, get a little crazy with it, but this is going the other way on this fucking spectrum. It's not going up, you're going down. Yeah. So 4.5, is I feel, is generous for this. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'd say so. I'd say the same. I, I would want to rate this lower, but I can also see an appeal to the market for it as well, which is getting me right there. 4.5. This is on the lines of like a seltzer even, which is something we just recently featured was just carbonated citric acid. Hey, there you go. Congrats, you you managed to pull a seltzer out of your ass here. <laughs> I would be less mad at it if it did come if it did just kind of um if, if it was marketed as a salt and lime lager. Yeah. This might be a five point five. Uh, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? As, as a Mexican lager missing the mark. Yeah. Epic Brewing Company, four point five across the board. Which is really fucking disappointing for Epic because we were big fans of fucking Epic Brewing Company. I'll 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 say I maintain that. I'll say I maintain that I'm still a fan of Epics. Yeah. But um they've never won me over with anything that has not been dark. Barrel aged. Everything that I have just been um you know, uh clamoring for from Epic Brewing Company has always been dark, barrel aged, stout coffee chocolate fucking just big roasty notes like that's what they do best yeah they know how to fucking incorporate coffee into their beers they know how to barrel age and they have their big bad baptist line which any fucking craft beer enthusiast is gonna fucking they're gonna fucking happily extend their empty mug towards you if you're pouring that shit yep all right 4.5 across the board let's open up to Second round of topics, man. And for this for this topic, I genuinely want to extend my apologies to you. Because to you. To you. To you, to me. Yeah, definitely. Why? Me. Because you have been caught in the middle of this. Unfortunately. It's not a fucking big deal, but it's kind of embarrassing. This is stupid. This is like a fucking enormous humble brag. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So the topic here is clingy ex-employers. So <laughs> um if you have been if you've been listening from the beginning of this fucking podcast, yeah. You've been able to hear me Bitch. complaining, yeah, yeah, bitching about my previous employer and then talking about 
wanting to fucking get away from it and then moving into another fucking place of employment yeah and i've been there just under a year now in my in my new employment opportunity and i'm having a fucking blast um i'm developing professionally individually and this is a place that has allowed me to do so um a lot more than my previous employer was able to offer ever and while i did experience massive growth personally and professionally in my previous employment the ultimately the the um i guess the the upper management team is what was discouraging for me because it was so disorganized that it gave me little um it gave me little direction so i had to Isn't search that for it. freedom though it, it wasn't it wasn't freedom i i think that it would be perceived as that i don't but, personally in a situation like that i feel like i thrive because i can carve my way to the top to whatever position i want and kind of dictate what it is my role is there well as that, opposed to something that's a little bit more structured and everything's kind of just defined well um while that was initially the attractive quality for my previous employer yeah it was just hey this is what we're working on right now and it's ground floor and then you got you get to kind of make it your own and i did i did exactly that and that's where i found the bulk of my satisfaction there but when it came to the point where i was reaching that upper management tier there was so little direction and it was so unorganized that I could hardly find a place to put my energy in because there was fucking wildfires everywhere. <laughs> so it, it it quickly turned from growth to putting out fires, mm. to extinguishing fires and finding flaws in every step of the process that had led to this company's um, unexplainable success. They had they had they they have legitimately fucking blindfolded fucking poked through the dark into mild success and and when it when it got to that point where i was just putting out fires left and right it it became not satisfying not gratifying not fulfilling it became work and i i looked for another place to venture off to and i did that and and i'm finding um now an environment where i do have a perceivable growth ahead of me and direction and it's it sucks because it goes against what was so attractive in my previous opportunity right but um i have direction now and that's a little bit more helpful in terms of where to put my energy intention focus into i can see that i i, I can see the comfort and security yeah yeah there's in- definitely that and knowing what you're working for and, you know, what you need to do to go up. Right. As opposed to someplace that's just chaotic. Yes. And yeah. Trying to find a way you can thrive in that chaos. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that I'm sure that it couldn't it it can be done. But it, it there was so many things that needed immediate attention that it made it difficult to focus and also it, it 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 i think that it kind of bogged me down in terms of um how i was being 
qualified. Okay. Like how okay, how 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 much is this guy worth? Oh shit, he's like spread thin. He's trying to do fucking five things at once. So you know what? He's actually not productive. <laughs> and then it 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 eventually came to a point where I was challenged by the president of the company about my productivity and it was insulting because I was like, motherfucker, I'm trying to fucking do everything for you because everything sucks apparently and and yeah so i i find myself in this environment and that's that's um you know a little bit of context built up around it if you haven't followed us through um you know the beginning and you haven't heard the fucking backstory to all of this but now comes really what i want to talk about and it's about clingy ex-employers yeah it's about these fucking people that you've moved on from aggressively who are still trying to fucking come. It, it reminds me of the fucking drunk calls from fucking exes, bro. <laughs> like, it reminds me of the fucking, like, oh, fucking, I didn't know what I had until it was gone kind of bullshit. And it's a double-edged sword because on one hand, it, it, it really does kind of give you this... um. Well, you you already you already have it. Go ahead. Affirmation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it affirms that you brought tangible value to this fucking operation. Absolutely. It it it, it kind of fucking bolsters you. Yeah. But also, it it's it's annoying because hey, you know what? The first time, okay, and the second time, all right. And the third time, it's kind of like, you know what? I've already turned you away a couple times. And um, there's nothing that you're offering me that where I'm at right now isn't already doing for me and then more. So fucking get the fucking hint. And then a fourth time. Or move the number up. When a fourth time, (laughs) when you're reaching out to a fucking social media account. That isn't even a personal social media account. It's a fucking business social media account that is associated with you. And you're like even like so fucking, I don't know, like uh, like just like unashamedly going to reach out like then. It, it really does like have like so many parallels to like a shitty fucking ex. Like, hey, uh, I know the post kind of like delves in here a little bit. Have you seen him? Can I talk to him? Please? <laughs> yeah. I know he's around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, you, you running this page. Tell me where I can find out the post. And and it was a little embarrassing. It was a little <laughs> embarrassing because I didn't even fucking see it. You saw it. I did. And you fucking took a screenshot <laughs> and fucking forwarded directly to me. And and I I, I can't even fucking I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Like, dude, I'm sorry that, like, this fucking shit has leaked over into, um, uh, you know, a fucking social media account that we both run and we both oversee. And then, like, you're kind of, like, fucking up in this fucking, hey, what's up, Anthropos? How are you doing, man? It's been a while. Here's my number if you want a fucking opportunity. And it's, it's, it's so, it's, it's. It's, it's, there's no grace to it. There's no shame to it. 
it's just it's fucking ridiculous <laughs> so i've already fucking had these conversations multiple times but and this time i'm just gonna fucking call the number that they provided and i'm calling them back and i'm finding out what the opportunity is about and it's just the, the last time okay we intended to have this topic last week yes we did when i had been freshly offered a third opportunity right and we got so caught up in our conversation it never came up clingy ex-employers never came up episode 55 it only took one week for these motherfuckers to <laughs> fucking reach out again so on the third time that they reached out i spoke to the fucking human resources director who is also like a production manager and a fucking service manager and a fucking um marketing manager and like this motherfucker i feel so fucking i'm i can't decide whether to be sorry for this guy or impressed because if you're wearing that many hats in a company you are either fucking sinking or like you're just a fucking you're not even human you're fucking insane dude you might as well, I hope you're getting paid six figures. I hope you're getting, because you're doing five jobs, dude. You're doing five different people's jobs that are upper tier fucking management jobs. Yeah, what's what's the fucking, the saying, the jack of all trades is a master of none. There you go. Yeah. You know, you haven't been able to master one, so you're going to branch out and like try to fucking take over so many fucking roles because you're trying to prove your value to people who don't really appreciate your value <laughs> right you know you, and you're gonna do none of them well no so then i'm sure he's gonna get a phone call pretty soon from the president of the company just like you did which was hey you're not productive like well i'm trying to fucking put out all these fucking fires and all these fucking yeah. different fucking yeah. levels that should be five different fucking people working these right. fucking correct positions but okay i'm not productive if you say so yeah the the problem with it is not that okay if you're somebody that's like um let, let me put it this way if you were to be somebody that has like no family values <laughs> and um like fucking workaholic okay and all the time in the world and you're one of these people that could sleep less than five hours a day and still be like if you're like Benjamin Franklin. What about me? If you <laughs> if you're Benjamin Franklin, I'm Benjamin Franklin. Then you would be fucking wildly successful here. But if you're a human fucking being and you're trying to like achieve some some sort of life balance, and you know what life balance in fucking corporate America is uh, skewed bullshit because a life balance in corporate America still is very predominant your, your fucking job it's still fucking 80 percent your job and 20 percent your family yeah of course it's two hours in traffic in the morning eight hours at work two hours in the afternoon that's and and you know what you're lucky for the eight hours thing of course and you're lucky for the eight hours thing of course bullshit motherfucker no, just get on a salary and then you're gonna be working fucking 12 you're hours expected you're expected <laughs> to be in there 10 to 12 hours yeah and plus everything else off on the sides. <laughs> so all that shit is bullshit. And if like you're if you're willing to do that, then hey, you know what? There's a place for you. But if you want to be a fucking human being 
then that is no place for you. This, this sounds like the place for me, actually. I um, suppose. I suppose. I don't want to be a human being. <laughs> human beings are disgusting. It's a burden, really. And yeah, this whole family thing, like building roots and shit. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know about that. I'd rather make money than produce fucking children that are going to siphon money, you know? <laughs> Um, I mean, I'll give you their contact information and tell you everything you need to know about. Yeah, me. no thanks. I'm pretty comfortable <laughs> around that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that they wouldn't be able to match what, what, what you got going on for yourself. Yeah, no, no. And that's also part of the reason why I'm I'm declining on the offers as well, because, um, what they're able to offer is not matching what. Um, I have going on for me yeah. or what I would potentially have going on for me if I were to continue on this track too. But um, there's just really something to be said about um, number one, knowing your intrinsic value, um, knowing the value that you bring to whatever, uh, w- whatever um, endeavor you are pouring your energy and your time into like really kind of like quantifying it and and accurately estimating yourself and your worth. I, I know like I'm fucking like bringing all kinds of ways to like fucking explain this concept, but it's just value yourself. Okay, boomer. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Value yourself because if if you don't do it, nobody else is going to fucking do it for you. This is like the whole fucking like conversation about asking for a fucking pay raise. Oh, this is the like it ties into that. It ties into like asking for more responsibility, asking for yourself to be a little bit more involved if you have the capacity for it. Right. And and doing that genuinely and doing it in a way where um, there's a little bit of risk to it. For sure. You're putting yourself out there. Everything that is worth attaining in life is not fucking easy. It doesn't come easy. It takes effort. It takes work. But um, if you find yourself fucking, I don't know, bored, if you find yourself not being like used to your full potential, get out there. Fucking put yourself out there. Bring your, bring, uh, quantify your worth. And then place yourself in an opportunity where you're going to find that satisfaction as well. And take that phone call from your ex because it's just going to be a little bit more pat on the back. <laughs> that you know what? You really did fuck that pussy real good. That's what they're telling you. <laughs> they're telling you you really did fucking pus- fuck that pussy real good. Mm. But you know what? I got something a little better going on for me right now. Thanks, but no thanks. Mm. Thanks, but no thanks. I don't know. I, I think there is definitely comfort and security. And moving to a place like this that's so fucking mismanaged is definitely insecure. But I I feel like I'm a person that kind of thrives in that chaos of like insecurity. Yeah. Where it's just like it, nothing's fucking guaranteed here. You like you put in the work you want to put in and that determines your value. Absolutely. So 
But on the other hand, like, hey, there's a place that appreciates the fucking work I fucking do. And they're not undermining my fucking value left and fucking right. Right. So, God damn it, dude. I don't know. I really don't fucking know. I think. I just think the number hasn't been right yet, which was what they're offering. You. Oh, I, I think really, ultimately, that that does play a, a big role into yeah. my decision making. Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. I'd say at its core, the biggest problem with this company is that it was a family-run business, uh, and then it grew way too big, and then they weren't able to fucking scale. So their employees, the number of people employed grew exponentially. Yeah. The amount of product that they had to produce grew exponentially their market share grew exponentially everything grew and then you still had that one motherfucker sitting in the chair that still wanted to fucking have control over everything yeah he thinks he's king shit and the only reason the fucking company's worth anything is because of him because of him yeah yeah so everything he any decision he makes is fucking important and right correct yeah. And uh, unfortunate, the unfortunate part of like family business, like small family businesses that grow is they don't have the experience nor the ability to hire the right people. It's just hire someone immediately to fill the position that we need. Uh, qualifications uh, and everybody fucking lies on their fucking resume anyway. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but we don't have the fucking time to fucking background check these fucking people just fucking oh, put them in there <laughs> put them into the fucking grinding stone dude we'll fucking teach them what we need to fucking teach them we'll fucking set a training manager how about that we have a training manager that doesn't give a fuck about our fucking procedures because oh they're afraid God. of fucking losing their job because they're gonna train someone into their fucking position i fucking love you right now for saying that i i love you right now for saying that that is like so spot on i know I've worked in family-owned businesses. <laughs> I know exactly what that's like. Everyone's afraid of fucking teaching. Specifically with the training manager example yeah. that you just put out there. I, I'm, I'm telling you that like even in like a corporate environment, that training manager position goes almost exactly as you just laid out in one sentence. <laughs> it kind of goes right around those lines. Mm -hmm. Fuck all procedures. I'm just trying to fucking crank this shit out and um oh well honestly i'm putting out fires and i don't have time to fucking teach you everything so you're gonna have to learn as you go motherfucker like everybody else here. you're gonna have to earn your stripes I'm like everybody out, else i'm putting out fires over here. here here's this is where you clock in this is where you clock out good luck yeah also the sink fucking, or swim also the cafe that i like to frequent for my turkey pesto closes at 5 p.m so oh, no. if we didn't get all of the information by that time fuck you yeah <laughs> i already I, don't like you because <laughs> i gotta i gotta have my turkey pesto <laughs> oh god damn it and that like is the problem with these like family-owned businesses is they don't have the ability or the experience to offer you security yeah so that insecurity turns into fear and that that fear 
is kind of propelling your fucking business here. You have a training manager that's not willing to train people because if you train them well enough and you teach them all the fucking industry secrets, guess fucking what? This fucking owner over here is going to be like, hey, asshole, he does your job for cheaper. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can pay him $10 less an hour than I pay you. Why am I going to pay you $10 more an hour? That's some shit. He'll still be able to do like all of his current responsibilities on top of of yours. I'm going to give him $2 more an hour. (laughs) You're out. And that's it. That's the fucking gist of it. And like, I fuck, I really wish there was some fucking training for fucking people who own businesses. I really do because they don't know how to manage a business the way it's supposed to be managed once it grows. Uh, Yeah. Everything is scalability. Everything is small scalability, scale. dude. Yeah, everything yeah. is small scale is treating this customer. It's just like not exactly. Yeah. Once you once you like turn once you're successful in like a small family run business, mm-hmm. once you're successful, you have already fucking ignited the primer for your failure. Mm-hmm. Because the scalability end of it is going to eat away, not away at the qualities of your business that brought you success in the first place. There was a personal touch. There was this fucking like personable fucking, um, uh, how can I say this intimate relationship between the customer and the fucking provider and the manufacturer or whatever. Once you start getting a lot more business, guess what? It's all about numbers. Now it's all about how much can you produce? What are you worth to me? Once you get like these fucking big, once you get attention, you get big buyers, you get big money. How much can you produce a day? How, I, I don't give a shit about fucking anything else. Can you meet this fucking deadline? Can you make fucking a thousand units by this fucking deadline by two weeks from now? That's what it, it, it turns to. And then you lose personal touch. You lose customer service. Customer service is thrown into the fucking back burner. You are fucking reduced to a fucking phone line that nobody answers and nobody gives a shit about because, hey, guess what? There's fucking 10 people behind your ass complaining and whining and ready to give me your fucking, ready to give me their fucking money. Yep. Uh, I, 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 I. I, I really like where you took that, where you're saying if there was only a way to educate scalability to family-run businesses. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I wish the best to this fucking company because I genuinely think that the vice president of this company has the best interests of the company at heart. This individual is... Um, inventive and ingenious and avant-garde and forward-thinking and innovative and it sucks to see someone like this um pummeled pummeled into the fucking ground by one fucking person at the top that thinks that what what they say goes king shit fuck king shit King shit, dude. You're not God's 
fucking gift to this fucking company. You're not God's gift to this fucking world. Fucking humility, bro. Yeah. You're a fucking human fucking being. God he's, damn. He started where everybody is at yes. right now. Like, that's, that's like the most unfortunate part about it, too. It's like when you get down to a family-run business and you get down to the roots and core, to the king shit, it's like, motherfucker, you were scraping the bottom of the barrel. You were. You forgot where the fuck you came from, By some fucking great stroke of fucking luck. Right place, right time, motherfucker. Your fucking business succeeded. Congrats. Keep it succeeding. Hire the right fucking people. Yeah. Give them fucking security. Make them care for your business as much as you fucking do. How? Compensation. How? That's that's part of Security. it. Security. That's part How? of it. How? You're going to fucking listen to your fucking management. You know, I, I found myself leading a, 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 a training course for the company that I felt that I felt was necessary for base level employees in this industry because in any industry that you go to there is a vernacular there's a fucking that you need to learn a language fucking terminology when when you walk into a new industry otherwise you're going to walk into it and everybody else is going to be speaking a different language than you there needs to be some kind of base level knowledge and training it's so stupid i I'm, i'm really so fucking pissed off by that it's like, dude, where, how far up your ass is your fucking head that you do not realize that there needs to be a foundation of knowledge <laughs> for going into a fucking technical industry? It's so fucking stupid. And I found myself leading the fucking charge to incorporate this kind of fucking training. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb. You, you're fucking setting people up for failure. Doesn't matter how much you're paying them. Uh, upon entry you're gonna have a lot of people fucking dead in the water it's it's dumb it's dumb so that's my fucking rant (laughs) clean ex-employers if you haven't fucking taken the time to explore everything that was wrong with you so that you could make your next partnership successful fuck off get the fuck out of here (laughs) I've experienced this. I've experienced a past employer reaching out and just like, you know, just like stroking my fucking ego about how good of a fucking job I did while I was there. <laughs> yeah. And then nice. it is nice. It validates what the <laughs> fuck you're fucking That's doing. That's the word. That's the word. It, Validation. And then you realize they're really never going to fucking value you because the offer is insulting, bro. <laughs> yeah because you want me to submit a resume despite the fact that you're fucking calling me on my fucking cell phone about coming back and working for you what the fuck is that i'll tell you this much um before they reached out to a social media account um, I spoke to uh, the human resources director of this and I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to hear you out. Tell me what the fuck the position entitles. And they said, okay, well, ideally this candidate 
would um you know do estimates and they would do takeoffs and they would be involved in sales they would have a heavy presence in sales they would also have a heavy presence in service they would travel to seattle um to meet customers they would travel to seattle to uh do presentations for architects mm. um they would uh, travel to seattle to um help with service issues um out in the field and i'm just like dude i'm gonna fucking stop you there you're telling me everything that i just did that i used to do for the company so what the fuck is different oh well um this this time it would be geared towards working towards a project manager position why not just give you the project manager position you know what when you have that project manager position available give me a call the fuck yeah you just told me how many different hats i have to wear that i did already whenever you have that project manager position give me a fucking call get the fuck out of here <laughs> stupid stupid <laughs> it's insulting because they know your fucking value and they're trying to fucking under fucking mind right. it at the same fucking time. right right hey yeah you're a great employee we loved what you did but also here's a position that you might be able to grow in <laughs> to the position you want and the position we need yeah but i'm not gonna pay that much yeah and it's kind of like the same thing that you did already anyway yeah. the fuck out of here dude <laughs> i'm talking to you about like my personal fucking development and my professional development and you're gonna offer me the same fucking position that I that I quit from, that I fucking that I turned in a letter of resignation effective immediately from <laughs> the fuck out of here, dude. I fucking resigned from you on a Friday and started where I'm at on a Monday. You're gonna offer me the same thing that I was doing Friday? Fuck the nerve, dude. The Let's nerve. Pay too. The nerve. It's <laughs> like it's it's like the your ex girlfriend calling you and she hasn't lost any weight. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> and she hasn't learned how to give blowjobs better. <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, dude. I mean, I don't want to know how much you practiced between, <laughs> you know, but still. A little better, a little less teeth. <laughs> At least, yeah. At least, can you pretend you're enjoying this, please? There you go. <laughs> that would help it along. Just fucking don't have that like pained look on your face while you're doing it. Don't make this look like a fucking chore, bitch. <laughs> Jesus. Christ, I will lick your asshole gladly. <laughs> and this looks like a chore to you. Uh, can can you not can you not pinch your your nostrils while you're like licking my asshole? Can you not do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's clean, I promise you it's clean. Yeah, dude, I don't know. <laughs> it, it really does. It has like so many fucking parallels to like an ex reaching out to you and, and an ex that has like uh like egregiously no self-improvement at all 
and still trying to rope you back into the same bullshit that you knew and that's why kind of you left it just has the same parallels to it that's why i fucking package it up and fucking put a neat ribbon on it and call it clingy (laughs) ex-employers nice fuck this shit (laughs) <laughs> let's move on to the fourth beer of the lineup let's man. do that <laughs> okay <clears throat> we're moving on to our fourth and final beer in this lineup that's right we're back to epic brewing company and this is a, something a little different than we've had this whole episode right this is the big bad baptist hazelnut vanilla latte it's an imperial stout aged in whiskey barrels fuck yes with roasted cocoa nibs Coffee, vanilla, and roasted hazelnuts. Holy shit, dude. I can't what is fucking this, Nutella wait. Nutella in dude. a bottle? I can't fucking wait. This is a rare release from Epic Brewing Company. I would like to throw in here this is a bottle that was gifted to us from Orgasmatron. Orgasmatron? Yes, sir. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Orgasmatron. Fuck yeah. Keep bringing is, his beer. Yeah, dude. This is a fucking rare variant. Of the Big Bad Baptist. There has been many iterations of the Big Bad Baptist. And this is one that I'm fucking super excited for. Because of the hazelnuts. It's very fitting that he was a barista. At some point in his life. Right. So. Good morning sunshine. Whipping it up like your favorite barista. We brewed this one just for you. Nice. Each sip begins with roasty coffee notes that give way to soft, sweet vanilla, and then finish with the nutty richness of lightly ro- toasted hazelnuts. I love me some fucking hazelnuts, bro. I I haven't met a beer that included hazelnuts in it that I've ever been fucking mad at. Okay, I was going to say, we've featured some no no every beer that's had hazelnuts included and i really do love it as a pairing to the coffee profile absolutely it just does really well with that fucking dark roast coffee mate did a hell of a job when they included hazelnut in their lineup (laughs) yep i ain't mad at coffee mate (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) okay here we go That motor oil pouring. Oh, it's been a while. Okay. This is coming out of 12.2 ABV. Fuck yeah, we got some real beer in this lineup, man. Shit. (laughs) Oh, you're right to do that, man. You're right to do that. You're getting like every last drop. You're squeezing every last drop out of that bottle. (laughs) Absolutely. So this beer we've we've poured out. And it has yet to reach my lo- my nostrils. Uh, a lot of times when we have like these big beers, um, you fucking hardly even have to bring it up to your fucking nose. Um, this hasn't done that yet, but I'm not going to be surprised if it's not a big, powerful brute of a flavor profile. Um, we just haven't gotten it close enough to it yet. Yep. <sighs> Get some smelly notes here. Let's do a damn thing. Let's see what we got. Oh god damn. Motherfuck. Smells like a barrel yes, fucking sir. stout. Yep. I get the whiskey right off the nose. Yes, sir. The spirit of whiskey and that like 
that fucking sour mash kind of fucking deal that's going on with the whiskey barrel. These like woody, earthy, vanilla, sweet notes just fucking popping off of the fucking mug. <laughs> it's really everything that I'm getting from this. I'm not getting much else. There's a slight like muted coffee smell to it. I'm getting I'm getting like a like a like a fucking like a like a cacao like a beautiful fucking refined cacao from here. Let's see what we got here, dude. I can't fucking wait. Let's dude. see what we got here, dude. <clears throat> God damn Salud, my fucking brother. voice. Salute. I don't have to wonder why I'm a fanatic of dark beers. <laughs> it's very woody. Whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey yeah. all the way through. Yeah. Scotchy, scotch, scotch down in my mouth. <laughs> um, A lot of vanilla here. There's a little bit of creaminess that's giving that latte feel to it. Um, that coffee is not overwhelming here. And then it's just kind of like rounding off with the fucking beautiful hazelnut taste. Mmm. Like a roasted fucking hazelnut on an open fire. Like it's motherfucking Christmas right now. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hazelnuts. Chestnuts. I know. I know. I was trying to, uh, yeah, hazelnuts <laughs> roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yeah, it's Jack Frost. Anytime, That's all <laughs> anytime, <got>. anyway. <laughs> Merry Christmas in August. In August. <laughs> To you. Wasted content. <laughs> the fucking Christmas gift right here, dude. Holy fucking shit. Oh, it's been a while since we've had some dark shit in here. Yes. Yeah. It's been a while since we had anything barrel aged in here. Right. This is incredible. This is like vanilla latte esque style that they're going for here is spot on. I, I, I would find myself gladly paying top dollar for a latte that tastes like this. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. And and it has been. Um, the weather has kind of lent itself to lighter styles. And I just thought it might be an opportunity to get back to roots. Just something that we've always really enjoyed here on the Wasted Content Podcast Anything fucking stout, barrel-aged, cocoa, coffee, chocolate, any of these flavor profiles. The catalyst of this fucking podcast was right. enjoying these fucking styles here. Exactly. And it's it's really nice to get back to base and then just find something that you and I have always been advocates for. It's just big, 
punchy, like dark profiles. Just something that's gonna sit your ass down. It's gonna fucking. This is the kind of shit that make people gag if they're not if they're not accustomed or primed to these flavor profiles. <laughs> if you're fucking drinking some fucking light beers or you're drink you're drinking some IPAs all the fucking time, you're gonna have this shit. It's gonna knock you out on your fucking ass. <laughs> A 12.2 ABV is big, bold, and everything that this should be. Um, if anything, this could go bigger. With this flavor profile, this would mask a 13, 14, 15% ABV. I'm not going to knock Epic Brewing Company for that because I feel that they found a beautiful balance with everything here. The coffee is just roasty enough. The fucking cocoa character is just bold enough. The hazelnut character plays a fucking very nice baseline throughout. The creaminess, the texture, everything is on point. This is why I became a fan of Epic Brewing Company. The Big Bad Baptist never disappoints, and it's not doing so with the hazelnut variant. This is a wonderful iteration of this fucking beer. The Big Bad Baptist comes and fucking grabs hold of your senses with a big, bold, Whiskey, hazelnut, cocoa, presence. Wonderfully barrel-aged stout. Definitely. I think we may have given Epic Brewing Company a bad image with the last We're Mexican them lager. Shit, yeah. But this is exactly what made us fans of fucking Epic Brewing Company was right. like this big bad Baptist and all their fucking variants that they offer under this fucking style. Um this specifically this fucking hazelnut is fucking beautiful here it's just you get it from the beginning to the fucking end of the fucking taste here for sure it's roasty there's vanilla there's creaminess that's offering to that latte style that they're promising you here on the fucking label holy fucking shit there's whiskey it's like boozy but it's not not a booze that is going to discourage you from drinking this Right, right. I think that they mask that booze um, very well behind that coffee profile. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's definitely a fucking uh, adjunct that a lot of these brewing companies with barrel-aged big flavors have kind of uh, hidden behind, but rarely is it done just fucking right. Yep. Um, a lot of times you'll find some coffee profiles where the coffee beans seem green and it's not it's not ripe. It's like a tart sharpness to the coffee profile. A lot of times you find way too much coffee in there. It's just way too big, bold, roasty. It's too much of a dark roast and it overpowers everything. This in the Epic Brewing Company's Big Bad Baptist Hazelnut variant, everything is just playing along with its other um partners just so fucking delicately well nothing is overpowering each other the whiskey the hazelnut the coffee the cacao everything is well balanced for a 12 percent beer absolutely i i mean i have nothing to add to this this is this is great this is everything they're promising here on this label this is epic brewing at their fucking best. Uh, 
Yeah, they're fucking loggers, not so much. But <laughs> this here is what made us fans of it, and this right. is, this is them fucking boasting about how fucking great they can do a fucking stout, how well they can do a fucking barrel aged beer, mm-hmm. how well they can fucking balance coffee and boozy and vanilla and roast all in one fucking brew with such a high ABV. Yeah, twelve point. Yeah. Two is nothing to fucking scoff at. I, I've I have also encountered um, whiskey barrel aged beers mm-hmm. where you you either have to look for the whiskey or the whiskey punches you right in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Not happening here. Nope. The whiskey is just wonderfully fucking feathered into every single flavor profile here. I have this warmth coming into my abdomen right now. Which tells me that I have a high proof whiskey um, based imperial stout. And there's really nothing that I could say that stands out in front of anything. Just perfectly balanced, wonderfully crafted. A great fucking barrel aged fucking stout, dude. Yep. What do you got for this? Epic Brewing Company's Big Bad Baptist Hazel variant, Hazelnut variant. I have a nine. <laughs> I have a nine. Um, this is 12.2 ABV. I bet my fucking ass that they could have bumped this up to a 13 or a 14. Yep. And have done just the same and have had every one of these flavors do exquisitely the same thing that they've done in this variant just with a little bit more abv i wouldn't be mad at a little bit more whiskey i wouldn't be mad at a little bit more time in the barrel and that might have taken it to a 10 the way that it stands this is a perfect nine i hate you rating the beers before i do because our listeners say Stop agreeing with Anthropos. You know? (laughs) Like, I'm not. I'm really not. We just, I feel like we've developed the same fucking palette here. Yeah. Um, This is a nine for me as well. I'm not agreeing with you. This is my own fucking opinion here. Um, It's a nine because only because of the rising grind. Fuck. All right. You know, I'm comparing. They Every, showed us everything in this fucking cell yeah. is compared to that, it, the, it, as it should be. It's it, as it should be. It was that was a quadruple, quadruple coffee stout. Yeah, aged in fucking bourbon barrels or whiskey barrels. I don't remember which it was. I believe it was whiskey barrels on that one. So everything in the style is going to be compared to that, unfortunately. Yeah, and that was a ten, and that wasn't, and, and that was perfect. very fucking 10. righteously attend i had uh, fucking monster coffee which we fucking love in anything right uh it was it came out of 17 percent, and it was fucking just beautiful and it was fucking bold but it wasn't boozy and this is a very 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 closely related fucking beer here so it's gonna be a nine because i've seen this style at a fucking 11. Right. 
monster coffee, roasty, vanilla, blah, 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 blah. We're going to go down the fucking list. Big Bad Baptist is a great fucking showing for this. This hazelnut vanilla latte, great fucking showing for this fucking style. I can't knock it any fucking way, but it can be better with the higher ABV. Right. Only way it's going to get a fucking 10 is higher ABV. Um, Hazelnut is a game changer. Yes. When it comes to this style, hazelnut is an absolute game changer. You add hazelnut to any beer that is in this style, you're going to fucking bump it up. I think that if you didn't have that hazelnut touch to this, this would easily be an 8.5. Mm-hmm. But the hazelnut accentuates both the chocolate and coffee characters so fucking wonderfully. It just brings both of them to the forefront. Um, we, we've, we've had this. We've had the quadruple. And it showed us that you can take this style to a 17% without, um, without sacrificing anything else. Without fucking adding... Uh, um, a ridiculous offensive punch to the ABV. We've seen this style done masterfully. Yes, that was Five Threads Brewing Company, Monster Coffee, and Craft Beer Kings. Right. Um, Masterclass and everything they're fucking doing. Something that I want to add to this as well is uh, many brewing companies have done their take on the style. Many brewing companies have added coffee and chocolate and whiskey and barrel to their stout. And while all of them are enjoyable in their own right, there has been only a handful of brewing companies that, to my personal liking, have been able to fucking, with my personal seal of approval, master that flavor profile. And I'm just going to go ahead and call it out. I, I, in my opinion, I'd say in in terms of um, big household name craft brewing companies that have been able to incorporate coffee into the beer, I'd say Modern Times and Epic mm-hmm. lead the pack. They have been able to lace their beer with coffee. I'm going to add the brewery in there. Okay. Just because of what... Is it the brewery? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Goose Island. Ah, fuck. I yeah. mean, come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not the brewery. Goose it's Island. A le- it's a league of its own. Yeah. Goose it's Island. It's a league of its own. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Goose yeah. Island. I was like trying to think of a yeah, coffee no, no, beer from the brewery. Goose Island is another one that's up there on that. Yeah. They've done their bourbon barrels um, aged stout in, in coffee. Yep. And um and the the last I had of that was uh was uh, 2013. Hi, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, dude. Uh, in in terms of like um big bold roasty flavors with coffee, I think Epic and Modern Times really do lead the pack. I think that they really do make that flavor profile accessible yep. to many people. This is something that you're gonna be able to find. At your local Bevmo or bottle shop. Yep. Um, you you can get your hands on this easily, and um, fuck, please do so. If you enjoy that coffee profile, if you enjoy those big barrel age, bourbon barrel, whiskey barrel <laughs> stouts, 
this is something that you're going to have to add to your repertoire. Unmistakably, hazelnut is something that you have to incorporate into it that's going to just take it up a notch. I would love to give these guys a 9.5. Me too. I'm like I would going love back to. and forth between 9.5 and 9. I would love to. All it would take is changing that 12 to a 13. If you were able to take a 12.2 to a 13.0 flat, you get a 9.5 from me. As it stands, a 9, a respectable 9. Well-earned brewing company. Well-earned, yes. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, dude. Um, we're going to be closing out today with our future president, Kamala Harris. Hey, Biden Harris, huh? No, no, no. Kamala Harris. Oh, she's going to be the president? Yeah. What about Biden? Well, he's going to be there, but not really. <laughs> it's going to be like a Just George like right Bush Jr. and the other guy, Dick Cheney? Yeah. Yeah. Where he was running the show. And he just had this like charismatic mm-hmm. fucking fucking marble mouth motherfucker uh, <laughs> speaking out to the fucking public. And then there was Dick Cheney. And then there was also Colin Powell. Colin Powell. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. There was there's puppeteers behind the fucking puppets. Yeah. And one of the puppeteers now is Kamala Harris. Th- there aren't many presidencies that you can say where there was like a fucking general of the army that was um like a household name too you know sure and and right now would be a perfect time too for for that to be uh for that to be a thing yeah i mean she's perfect right you think so she's black she's okay she's she's a woman oh perfect yeah (laughs) it's everything that like the fucking liberal fucking side wants right now right that's what the world needs apparently <laughs> ah, fucking a uh, <laughs> jack off right into my mouth why don't you yeah you know because <laughs> black lives matter yeah because inequality towards women because the they get paid 75 i really hope <laughs> she gets paid three-fourths of whatever the fucking last vice president made why because she's a woman <laughs> because 75 cents on the fucking dollar <laughs> Apparently that's a thing. Oh fuck! I hope she does. We we've we faced this subject plenty of times, and one of the commentaries that I really do quite um, assholely enjoy. Mm -hmm. I I didn't want to say wholly enjoy. Okay, I want to say assholely enjoy. Assholely, got it. Is if this was fucking real and it was predominant in fucking business culture. Wouldn't every goddamn fucking manager and higher up be a woman? Yes. These companies would be saving so many. They'd be saving millions of dollars. You can pay them way less than you can pay a man. Annually. Apparently because they don't negotiate for their fucking starting salary. That's that's irrelevant. Sorry. To this. Sorry. Sorry, feminist 2020. It doesn't really happen that way. It just just seems to happen that way just, around like the lower and middle class tier. It's a nice narrative. It it's doesn't nice... happen in the fucking top. Does it happen at all? It doesn't happen. It, it, it happens at all in different fucking sectors, in different industries. I mean, for so sure. So when you do like jobs to like jobs, that wage gap disappears. disappears. It's a magic act. 
Well, actually, <laughs> it becomes less 25% and more 4%. Okay, 4%? Like jobs to like jobs, the comparison from like job to like job, yeah. male to female, yeah. becomes the the differentiation becomes 4%. Okay, and that totally accounts for like a uh, personal sense of satisfaction and a uh, willingness to ask for a fucking raise. Willingness to negotiate your fucking starting fucking salary. Also, agreeableness. All of these things come into account. Yes. What do oh, you know? Oh, no, no, no. But the big five personality <laughs> traits are not fucking valid. I'm, I'm sorry about that, that fucking 25%. And I'm taking your 4% at face value right yeah. now. I'm not challenging it at all. Okay. But I'm kind of taking it as like, a, you know what? I'm willing to take that 4% on the chin. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. And... um. <laughs> Uh, I'm willing to take it at face value. Yeah. Even if though, like that, that difference between twenty five percent to four percent. I mean, like, is not is is not um fucking like you can't. It's not an oversight. It's not tangible. It's <laughs> it's not something that you overlook. No. 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 no, no. That's a big difference. 25% or 4%? Which one is the big difference? I don't know what you're going for here. Which one is more reasonable? Which one seems to have like characteristics of the party involved a little bit more uh how can I say it like reasonable, a little bit more practical, a little bit more explainable? 4%. Yeah, kind of seems like yeah. The level of agreeableness that seems to be um exhibited by the fair uh gender the fair what is it the the fair something fair sex the the fair sex humans with the thing that the gives titties? birth to children the vagina sure nice humans with vaginas yeah um <laughs> that should be a non-profit organization <laughs> Humans with vaginas? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, of course, non-profit. <laughs> that goes without saying. Because <laughs> no, otherwise, it'd be whores, right? <laughs> I, know a f- I know a few for-profit humans with vaginas, actually. <laughs> Me too. They've taken my money. Um <laughs> seems to be a little bit more lucrative <laughs> make more than i do for sure <laughs> in a matter of 20 seconds they've made way more money than i've made in an entire day and eight hours work in, in a matter of one rap song <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So this number, this 25%, this fucking 75 cents on the dollar number has been looked at stringently. And the disparity really comparing like jobs to like jobs, the disparity really becomes 4% instead of the 25% that everyone's trying to fucking sell you. Because comparison of male income to female income, definitely 25% for sure. But you're not comparing like jobs to like jobs. Correct. I would love, I would love to see the numbers between male strippers and female strippers per capita. Well, that's a different story. Is that, is that like driving the fucking point home? Would that completely obliterate and leave like a fucking crater 
a smoking, smoldering crater in the argument of fucking uh, uh, pay scales in between genders. Yes, because you're not allowed to objectify women that way. Yeah, no shit, yeah. dude. The fuck. When we're here. talking about sex and the fucking liberty it provides to women. Make up your fucking you're, mind, you're dude. You're not allowed to objectify <laughs> them. Yeah, make up your mind. Do you want to be liberated sexually? Or do you want to get fucking paid more professionally? You can't be looked upon as a sex object. At the same time, don't fucking blame women who sell their fucking body because that's wrong. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're liberated. Yeah. But also don't objectify them. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry I objectified you and personified your breast. I'm going to walk into my professional fucking environment. With an outfit that accentuates exactly how much my left testicle droops more than my right. And what does then, that look like? And it, it looks like one is hanging a little bit lower. Not your testicles, the outfit. Oh, okay. <laughs> looks like that like V thing. Like that V. Like it like starts at the crotch and then it moves on towards the shoulders. And it just kind of hangs on the shoulders. Like it's just like a V. Like a swimsuit for women? For men. But for women, sure. Like, like it starts at your crotch and it goes up to your chest, all the way up to your shoulders, dog. Yeah, that's a one piece swimsuit. It's a one piece, correct? Yeah. Yeah. You want to wear that? If it accentuates how exactly my left testicle droops, (laughs) sags more than my right one. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, I do want to do that. Does that grant you more money because your left testicle droops more than your right one? We'll (laughs) see. (laughs) and if it does i'm gonna be really pissed off about it absolutely and if it doesn't i'm gonna be really pissed off about it (laughs) i don't know there's there's a really crazy not crazy but very interesting study that investigates women's political views and necessarily it's tied into their wants and needs so if they're actively pursuing a male counterpart, they will align their political views to that male counterparts that they're pursuing. So they're willing to bend over backwards and forget their political views depending on what the male counterpart believes. Okay. You know, there's there's really no justification what they believe other than their fucking feelings. <laughs> their feelies? Yeah, their feelies. <laughs> Uh, um and this is true across the board they've fucking studied multiple fucking women multiple fucking cultures doesn't that highlight agreeableness yes it does but that's not (laughs) a thing that's not a thing the fucking big five of fucking personality traits is not a fucking thing because it doesn't say what they want to say politically it doesn't want it doesn't highlight what their fucking plight is according to them their their victimhood that's what it doesn't do it doesn't highlight their fucking victimhood you know they are victim of this patriarchy okay but your biology kind of dictates that you're interested in these things that are really not scalable or profitable so it's not really a system of the patriarchy it's more of your biological fucking interest Oh, no, 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 no. That's not true. Blah, blah, blah. 
we get 75 cents on the dollar. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody's equal, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I mean, sure. Everybody is equal. Everybody's fucking equal. Equality has to be one of the most laughable um, virtue signaling fucking aspects of this culture. Really. Most laughable. Because it's the one that holds least under scrutiny. Yeah. Because fucking empathy and because we emotionally feel that people fucking deserve this. Because every human life has some fucking value. Because if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Uh, see, I'm with that. I'm with are that. You? Yeah, I'm, I'm with the, the fish climbing the tree metaphor thing. How? I'm with that. Because um, there's plenty of talents out there mm. that don't necessarily lend themselves to climbing a tree. And they're still valuable. And if you're Are they? holding them to that um, standard, then they're going to be subpar. I get that for sure. Uh, I'm with it. Okay. There is a disparity there with how you're grading. Well, um, talents in one aspect. Success. That's a very general term to have talents that are underappreciated and undervalued, right? That's what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah. Talents in what aspect? I don't. I don't understand what the fuck the talents thing is. Like, your ability to fucking swim is irrelevant to this fucking existence. If all there are are fucking trees, then what the fuck are you gonna do? (laughs) Yeah, you better learn to climb, motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, sorry. (laughs) You didn't win the genetic lottery you, you don't have the ability to climb a tree sorry life isn't fucking fair it's not so fucking supposed to be fucking yeah, fair no, nobody said it was anybody nobody said it was it, it's unfair to the beautiful it's unfair to the talented like me um <laughs> i don't know where i'm getting at here what the fuck am i getting at here that disparity between women and men does re- doesn't really exist the four percent disparity that is actually derived from these fucking numbers of pay from like jobs to like jobs is explainable not only by women's inability to negotiate their fucking starting fucking number but you can't compare the ceo of some no-name company to the ceo of google that's completely ridiculous to compare the ceo position at fucking Whatever the fuck the company is, this nonprofit yeah. organization. What What's funny about that is, in in a limp dicked attempt to bring these numbers to coalesce with each other, mm-hmm. you have a lot of fucking Fortune five hundred companies succumbing to the social pressure and going into affirmative action mm. and like, oh, you know what? Well, I I just got. I guess I got to resign. Yeah, because I'm too white, so we have to have some fucking, uh, fucking dark skinned woman in order to bring, uh, homeostasis to this fucking, uh, societally fucking imposed injustice. So fucking retarded. 
It is. So fucking stupid. It is. The fuck are you talking about? Because of the color of your skin, you want to benefit? Yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, not be judged on the color of your fucking skin? This is called reverse racism. This is the thing that a lot of the liberals will tell you that doesn't exist. This is a phantasm, according to the fucking liberal left. The alt-left which is another thing that they will tell you that doesn't exist exist. because we don't believe in categories, but there are 152 genders in the same fucking breath. They will tell you they don't believe in categories and tell you that there are 152 genders that you need to fucking respect and learn and incorporate into your fucking language. That's what's up. There you go. Oh, that's the one right there. Because if you don't is, do that, <laughs> then you're a fucking bigot. You're yeah, a you're racist. Pig. You're, you're pig. You're yeah. a terrible human being. <laughs> fucking. But a. also, there are no categories, and like we, there, the alt left doesn't exist. I, I might be a little bit more primed to agree with you guys if you could fucking find a goddamn place to settle. Mm-mm. If you could find a place that where you could mediate. I might be a little bit more inclined to agree with you guys. Yeah, nobody's willing to talk about the effects of fucking immigration on the black community. <laughs> hey, there's something now. Fucking hey, you want to blow up a fucking liberal's mind? Yeah. You want to blow their head off? <laughs> Pose them with that little fucking conundrum. <laughs> black <sighs> unemployment is directly correlated with the immigration rate illegal immigration rate that's coming through south of the border but hey relinquish all borders but black lives matters okay sure why not how about more immigrants to completely diminish the black vote because their numbers are smaller than the immigrants you know you get enough immigrants here legally then the black vote doesn't matter. Hey, the politicians are going to completely fly over the black vote. Just like the fucking flyover states. Because <laughs> in actuality, the percentage of black people in ex- that live in the United States currently is a lot smaller than the immigrants. So... Yeah, guess what? The electoral vote just fucking uh, looked past you. Yes, it did. All of a sudden. Yeah. Because you're so avant-garde... You just um, completely um, diminish the opportunity for a say in a democratic environment yeah. for a whole fucking subsect of the constituency. Because we're going to promise these poorer people welfare. Right now, fuck it. It's free. Let's just tax the, re- tax the rest of America for you. That's where the money's going to come from. Uh, this has quickly be, uh, de- devolved into a fucking um, conservative. Sorry, Kamala podcast. Harris. <laughs> you know, Kamala Harris, black woman, woman of color, next president of the United States. Woo! Wasn't the whole fucking Black Lives Black Lives Matter movement was about police fucking reform? You're gonna put the fucking worst policeman in fucking power. This is a fucking lady that fucking. Fought tooth and nail to keep 
people in fucking prison. Why? Nonviolent offenders in prison. Yeah. People who committed a fucking bullshit ass crime that doesn't have any fucking victims. Keep them in prison. Why? Because these fucking prisons aren't going to fucking meet their fucking quota and they're not going to fucking be profitable. And we need to keep these fucking prison unions happy because they're the ones that are fucking. What the fuck was it? They're the ones that are fucking supplying money for our fucking candidacy race. Yeesh. Guess fucking what? Oof. They're gonna these unions are giving us money so we can run for fucking presidency. It kind of behooves Guess you to fucking what? It, we owe them something <laughs> now. <laughs> As a fucking minority candidate, it behooves you to oppress the minority. <laughs> yes, it does. It's very fucking important. <laughs> Because they're not going to meet their quota, and it's not going to make them fucking profitable. If, if you we don't want, have enough, if fucking, you want to be relevant, if we don't have any fucking prison inmates okay. that are going to fucking fight fires and are going to be subsidized by the fucking state of California, then who the fuck is going to make money off this? If the prisons don't make money, then I don't fucking make money. And and, and also, let's not reform that. Oh. Let, let's not reform what to me, and and I could say this objectively. Let's not reform something that seems. Uh, circular in logic and um in and of itself um self-important let's not reform that no, no 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 let us let us not work in the system to change the system let us not fucking do any of that let us conform to the system in order to be able to um be relevant and profitable from it that's where you lose me, dude. What are her qualifications? That's where you fucking lose me. What are her qualifications? How dare you ask that? She's a woman, <laughs> and she's a woman of color. Hey, if you're a that, fucking racist. If that was a white man, would you be asking the same <laughs> well, questions? You're a fucking sexist. I would. It, automatically. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, do, I asked that, <laughs> and I'm asking the same <laughs> questions I would ask a fucking white man. Isn't that what you fucking want? Equality? Right? No, oh, no, 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 no. You're no. challenging that, so oh. you're you're automatically painted as a fucking racist and a sexist. <laughs> well, oh goddamn! It's 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 a really neat game that you guys play. It's a very neat game that you guys play. And what's the fucking unfortunate part of it is that you do not realize that you are playing right into this fucking game that's my biggest problem i wouldn't have a fucking problem with joining your fucking side if you only seem to become aware that you are not trying to change the system um like you're not trying to fucking work into the system to change the system you are merely joining the system and playing within its rules Yep. It's so fucking stupid. It's so you are not fucking um you are not compromising the system. You are compromising yourself to within to work within the system. And they will tell you that you're ignoring what's so blatantly obvious. Like, okay, what's obvious? Well, well, well the black men are fucking being abused by cops. It's just like begging the fucking question they 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 present these facts as proof of these things being facts it's like 
what? That doesn't work. You can't present something as fact and then use that as evidence to prove that this is a fucking fact. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. I went to fucking fifth grade fucking uh, debate club. Yeah, that's begging the question, asshole. Get something new under your fucking belt. You're fucking stupid. You're fucking full of shit. Mr. Anakin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I hope he's still listening. I don't don't think he he doesn't. He doesn't ever. He doesn't because we can. He doesn't continually attack. Otherwise, fucking ideology. Otherwise, and otherwise, blatantly fucking evidence according to him. That that's the thing that is, requires no proof. You should agree because human sentiments, because yeah. you have feelings. You should agree with me. Yeah. Sorry, doesn't work that way. I don't know where I was going with this. I, Sorry, dude. I feel like we're going to fucking circles and just yeah, call Anakin a pretty fucking much. idiot. Pretty but, much, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I'm done. Like, I'm like, done. sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. It just seems like fucking reality doesn't mix well with your ideals. It just seems like your idealistic views don't hold any merit within the constraints, and it also seems like any of the constituents that you would back up to change the cons- the constraints are only working within the constraints, not trying to change them. It's fucked. You are being played by political parties just like every fucking one else. And you seem to think that you have the upper hand and you have the fucking directive. You don't. You are being played like a fiddle like everyone else. You are being fucking distracted and dissuaded and fucking given and being fed a fucking dream. And you're buying into it and that's the biggest fucking disappointment for me, for anyone that holds this position, and especially for anyone that we hold dearly to us to continue to staunchly hold the position. Are you fucking serious? Dude, you're going to call us conservatives? You're going <laughs> to fucking talk to us as alt-right when I am able to present to you that I am completely open to both sides of the argument and I am ma- merely trying to be pragmatic and fucking reasonable in this. Yeah. I don't know how many times we have to repeat that we are not pro-Trump. And it's, guy. and it's because if we're against him, then we're, we're automatically already, pro-Trump. We're, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we're already the enemy. Of course. Immediately. If we do not agree with him, it's already we're the enemy. I said this specifically. I don't know how many times we have to yeah. fucking tell yeah. you we're not Pro Trump. Also, everybody knows he's an idiot. Yes. You don't have to keep presenting the fact that he's an idiot. We, we get know. It. But also, your fucking choice in candidate is a fucking idiot as well. <laughs> oh no, there's a big problem with that one. Of course. There's very much offense that comes to that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Your no. fucking hate is blinding you. It's fucking ridiculous and it's exactly what they want god damn it it's everything they hope for god damn it and with that we're gonna close episode 56 of wasted content this was supposed to be funny i know it was it really was and it just devolved into like this fucking like 
just like sad, angry men, like mm. fucking two angry men. My bad. <laughs> we just renamed the podcast. Into- sad angry men. <laughs> <laughs> this has been episode fifty six of Wasted Content. Thank you for joining us for a fucking lineup of Mexican loggers. Thanks for powering through that shit, getting to the epic brewing companies, hazelnut and whiskey barrel aged stout. Um, if you're a craft drinker, you fucking powered through a bunch of fucking bullshit. Yes, you did. And if you're a podcast listener, you powered through a bunch of bullshit only to be met with the wall of it. Arriba, arriba, andale, andale. <laughs> this has been episode 56 of Wasted Content. I am Anthropos, and we will be seeing you next week. Die, Ben. Peace.